Welcome back to Double Oz 7, a James Bond podcast, as we bring you yet another commentary. Oh, you've enjoyed us talking about each of the films. You've enjoyed us talking about each of the decades. You've enjoyed us ranking the Bonds. You've enjoyed us ranking the songs. And now you're enjoying us talking over the movies that we've already talked about because we can't really do any other rankings while one of our trio is off in Europe being James Bond. But we are here to talk over... One of the greatest James Bond films of all time. You've never watched it this way before until you hear a Canadian and an Australian talk over it and probably lose track of the film about 10 minutes into it. It is Goldfinger, an absolute classic film. I've said that before. I just said it a few seconds ago. I'll say it again. It's a classic film. Uh, my name is Ben. And what is this? A merry-go-round? And my name is Colin. And Jamie, say goodbye to Ben. Man talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted her to. to which she re- replied, "What?" I was. I was just about to say that. I wanted her to reply in the background. What? <laughs> did you Did you slap her as uh, as you said that? Or <laughs> uh, she's not within reach, and I don't think I'd be finishing this podcast if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there you go, people. That is just how far the differences between men and women have come. You know, back in the sixties, it was just uh, accepted. You slap a woman in the ass, she would leave. In two thousand and seventeen, to date this podcast, women. Do not accept that, and basically men will never slap women because they know that the women would take control. So uh, that's basically where we're at. It's a good thing, people, equal rights and all that fun stuff. But uh, <laughs> Feminist Ben is over 30 <laughs> seconds. You know, it's good when Feminist Ben's in a 1960s James Bond film. Uh, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely going to stand out well. But uh, if you've never joined us for a commentary before, you've probably chosen a weird one to do it in because this is like, what, our 10th one or something like that. But hey, cool. Why not now? Uh, just get your copy of Goldfinger ready, be it on DVD, VHS, Laserdisc, all the usual jokes we try and make at the beginning, but they're not funny anymore because, you know, Laserdisc was funny like three episodes ago. Uh, and cue it up to the MGM Lion. It's a very uh, nice, scary-looking lion, and we will count you in, essentially, and on 3, 2, 1. We're just going to go 3, 2, 1, dink. I think that's kind of the obvious one here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's no debate, really. It's either that or pussy, but look, dink, dink wins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dink wins everything. Uh, so, I, if you're ready, Colin, I'm ready, dink's ready, Jamie's ready, pussy's ready. Let's get into this. Is Lion ready? Oh, look, Lion is just lying around waiting for us to to do this. So let's get Goldfinger right. raring to go. Three, two, one, dink. Dink. <laughs> Mine's not playing. Okay, there we go. And already... So I'm going to be about two seconds behind everybody. <laughs> already we've got the delay. <laughs> See, Ben doesn't have sound right now, so I'm I'm going to yes. <laughs> this sound effects this whole. We, we, we should point out, due to technical difficulties at the time of recording this, uh, I will be watching this without sound. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Luckily, the gun barrel there is very silent. Well, I'm already up to um, the silos and the. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where I am too. Okay. Good. Hey, look, we're caught up already. It's a good thing you're watching this in PAL. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. The frame rate uh, has caught yeah. up, essentially. <laughs> this is, is this the, um, this is the duck one? Well, not the duck. Yeah. It is like the duck. A, yeah, it is. Yeah. Of course it's the duck, Ben. No, it's a, it's a seagull. Right. It's a duck. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a goose because it's not trying to kill somebody right now. <laughs> Hashtag listen to the brink 
also available for uh, iTunes. I know I mentioned this, I think, on our episode, but it always bothered me when he takes the cap off of his head. The over-the-top suction cup effect is like... <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that with that grapple gun that all of a sudden that rope just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, the rope appears from about 20 feet away. It's just got the stuntman or whoever it is in the bottom underneath Sean Connery just going, throw the rope up. You know, I I spent a lot of time knocking Guy uh, Hamilton, and I'm going to knock him a little bit in this one too. This is by far his best movie, but... For all the people out there who think that like Guy Hamilton was like the savior of James Bond, I mean, look at the differences between Terrence Young, Doctor No from Rush with Love, and this. This is a B movie, and uh, one of the first things I was watching one of the making of before this on the Goldfinger phenomenon, which we'll talk a little bit about how big this was. But the fact that you have Bond movies like From Rush with Love, where people will watch that for the first time now, they're like, if this came out as a James Bond movie today, it would still be just as popular. This is one I feel like it has a lot to do with nostalgia because I don't feel like this exact same movie coming out now is going to come out and not be a little bit mocked. Uh, yeah, now, I mean, nowadays in terms of what we've got for sure, I think if this came out in like maybe the, oh, maybe, well, I don't know, Pierce Brosnan era, but maybe it was definitely Roger Moore era. <laughs> um, but mm. I don't know, I like this to me is just, this is quintessential James Bond. This is, you know. Yeah, that's. I, I know what you're saying though, like, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I'm not saying I dislike it. I, I think I ranked it third, if I remember. I think only Honor, Majesty, Secret Service, and From Russia with Love I ranked higher. But this is the one where if you are introducing a person to James Bond for the first time, if you get all the jokes, if you've seen Austin Powers and you know that a lot of this stuff is just the tradition of Bond, then you get it. But if this were the very first James Bond movie released today, I mean, it would be straight to DVD. Um, but that's part of the charm of it. It, it was... Uh, a time where things could just be fun and you didn't have to take movies so seriously. You could you could see the reflection in somebody's eyeball. But in in the sixties, I mean, this obviously was sort of not a not a common, uh, I guess, movie. Really, wasn't it? Like this, obviously, was just the uh, you were just saying about the Goldfinger effect. I guess um, mm-hmm. this is oh, this is the uh, the the um, God. I haven't actually watched these since. In a bathtub yeah, scene. The- <laughs> I haven't Does watched since we did the scene. <laughs> I was going to get to the point with the laser. Oh, this is the laser scene, isn't it? <laughs> this is the laser scene this early. Now, how sharp is that gun that it poked her in the breast there? <laughs> was that really what she was going, ow, to? What, and he's what? like, oh, sorry, that was my gun, baby. Well, I was going to say, was it the gun or something else he's got <laughs> quite sharp? Uh, God, I love 1960s kissing. <laughs> yeah, just match your faces together. In 1960s, reflections in eyeballs. Yes. <laughs> it was a time when everybody could just look into people's eyeballs. You were so high on drugs that it was so shiny. <laughs> he does, like, it, I always find it funny, like, watching these films because, like, I mean, I swear people look older in the 60s than they are. So, you know, if you've got, like, an action film, you know, in the 2010s, you, these, this would be, like, you know, two middle 20s, you know, early 30s men, like, young-looking men having a fight. This just looks like two 50-year-old men having a punch-up. <laughs> I mean, Sean Connery, he was young when he started as Bond. I think he was 32 or 33. So, I mean, he's only maybe 34 or 35 years old He right does here. not look that young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that is also Sean Connery. I think he did age very quickly. You did in the sixties, you know. It was a, it was well, a stressful time. <laughs> you look at even when he's in Indiana Jones, twenty five years after this, 
you know, he was only maybe, I think, eight or nine years older than Harrison Ford, but much more believable that he was playing his father. Now, this song, I can't hear it, but it's great. Uh... <laughs> well, where did you rank it, Ben? <laughs> Lower than you two did, Colin <laughs> and Noah. <laughs> but, I mean, look, it is it is up there with the most recognisable James Bond. I mean, you know, random person on the street, sing a James Bond song, Goldfinger! Yeah, we were talking about that, how any time you sing a Bond song, if you don't know them that well, it's going to come up to the theme of Goldfinger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moonraker. <laughs> Spectre. <laughs> never say never again. <laughs> Die another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody hoped the theme would have been. I was about to say, you, you were, I thought you were about to say, just like, yeah, that just made it sound better. <laughs> Analyze yeah. this. <laughs> the um the opening credits really are they don't hold up like other bond no. ones do it's <laughs> I, I think we talked about it at the time that like maurice binder who was did all the bond credits for years that this was the one he sort of took a break on and it kind of just shows it's just i, I mean they, it's smart because this image they have of like the golden woman I, again, I was watching the um, uh, Goldfinger Phenomenon documentary just before we started recording this, and they talk about how they marketed this movie around two things, you know, the Golden Woman and Sean Connery. So it's such an uh, iconic image, but really it's just projecting scenes, not even like flashbacks. Most of these are just scenes from this movie. Yeah. It's, it's spoilers. It's spoilers on a woman's torso is what it is. Oh, my God. I mean, there's going to be a sort of an Asian-looking guy driving someone at some point. I just got spoiled. <laughs> It's going to be a helicopter chasing him. No, a golf match. Oh, that one's from the last movie. <laughs> it's not even consistent in his timeline. Look at that. <laughs> did, did that golf ball go into her cleavage? That's what it looked like to me. I'm glad it was a cleavage and not somewhere else. That would have been more inappropriate. <laughs> well, that's where the airplane was taking off. <laughs> a few seconds it's ago. coming out of the hangar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, it is, yeah, it definitely doesn't hold up well. But I could imagine in 1964, people would have been like, oh, my God, Mildred. Look at look at the special effects. <laughs> I will I will say I, I just I had to ring Mildred back. I did cheat. I went yeah. back and listened to some of our Goldfinger episode because I thought, hey, oh. let's be a bit prepared rather than just you know, ha, let's talk about ice hockey halfway through. But um, yeah, I completely forgot about Mildred. How did we forget about Mildred? So <laughs> Mildred's back. I have a question. Uh, I have a question for you. Did you ever? You I'm assuming you saw it, the uh, Leslie Nielsen movie Spy Hard. Oh yeah, yeah, years and years ago. With the Weird Al theme song, mm-hmm. um, I saw that movie. I had seen, I think, one or two Bond movies, but I saw Spy Hard before I started watching the James Bond movies. And still to this day, when that final note that Shirley Bassey has there, he loves gold, I always just picture Weird Al's head exploding <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> well, I, I should mention, I, I, I know I've mentioned this, I don't know if it was on the Goldfinger episode, because I don't actually think I'd been to Miami when we did the Goldfinger episode, but... Um, I've been to Miami since, and uh, the the funniest thing I think that I've I've definitely said was that when I was on Miami Beach, they literally had planes flying over the beach with advertising signs similar to what we just saw. It didn't say "Welcome to Miami Beach," but <laughs> I remember as soon as I walked on that beach and I saw it, I just cracked up laughing. And I like taking the photos and I sent it to you guys as soon as I got to like Wi-Fi because I'm like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> And I wonder, this isn't the only movie that has that. Like, you remember Bad Boys? There's yeah. a big plane flying over the Miami sign. Maybe it's a like, famous Miami thing. You, yeah. <laughs> well, you, me, everywhere you go in Miami, they have to remind you, you are still in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's so, Welcome to the south side of Miami. Everyone's so rivaled in Florida. It's like, you're not in Orlando, you're in Miami. 
Miami, better than Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville, I have, way? Uh, some, <laughs> I have some trivia here about Dink. <laughs> it's Dink! Oh my god, it's Dink! Oh, it's I don't Felix get to hear him say it. Sorry, I just... Oh. Man, no. Um, but yeah, the the girl who plays Dink, I did, and I've seen this documentary before, but in the Goldfinger Phenomena documentary, they point out that she was the model that posed in the advertising campaigns painted in gold. It wasn't actually Shirley Eaton who plays Jill. They used the girl who played Dink to model all those Dink? golden images in the marketing for this movie. I think, did we mention that in our episode? Did we? No. I mean, well, you heard it like 10 minutes ago. No, you I actually only listened to the best of, so it was only like, you know, three clips. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> So I cheated even more. <laughs> Download the best of Double Ob 7. Double Ob 7, apparently. It's Ob Ob. Um, <laughs> double Ob Job 7. Uh. Oh, I wish we had Noah on here just to go on about Seth Linder. <laughs> <laughs> old man Felix. It just He's not just old. He's really old. Like, well, I mean, look, He's as... older than this guy that's playing cards with Goldfinger. Well, even saying uh, like Sean Connery and that look old. Like, I mean, how <laughs> old is he? Seth Linder was 29 when he filmed this movie. <laughs> He just hit puberty. <laughs> what is Goldfinger listening to? Uh, we know what he's actually hearing, but to the guy he's playing cards with, what's Goldfinger's like station of choice here in 1963? Mildred's anthems featuring <laughs> Bing Crosby. Uh. <laughs> British, British, famous British marches or whatever that cassette yeah. tape in. Uh, <laughs> this is Yes. What is I, I don't know, I picture I, I picture Goldfinger as being like uh like I I don't know, he's probably not cool enough to like the Beatles in nineteen sixty three, but maybe he's like a buddy holly guy or something. Is it is it weird? Like I you know when you kind of I guess it's just the era you grow up in. So like if you watch or go back and watch something from like the nineties or the two thousands and there's like a, a very attractive woman or a man, whatever you're into, and, like, you know, you can still look at them, you know, back from 1990s and go, oh, you know, they're still hot. You know, like, then you're on a top. You're like, oh, God, she's still hot, even though she's, you know, you know deep down she's, like, 20 years older than that now. But uh, seriously, Fanko Jansen yeah. still looks amazing. But, like, if you watch these movies, like, you kind of see, like, these women in bikinis. Like, I, I never watch movies from this era and think, oh, like, right now. I'm never like, oh, you know, she's... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Uh- <laughs> I'm... Okay. Now, are you talking about, like, you watch movies from the 1960s and you're not attracted to them the way that you would be if this were 2017. Yeah, yeah. Is that a weird thing to I'm say or, or is that I mean, normal? Well, it depends on the era, I guess. I'm the exact opposite. Like this era of Bond movies, I think these women look better than the ones we have now. Uh, if you go to like the 70s and 80s, then, you know, the, but I think the style was just so much classier here that uh, I, I think my favorite Bond girls are the ones from this era. It's, I mean, look, I can see that she's an attractive woman, but it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think just subconsciously, I know that in real life, she's like 80 now or whatever she is. So it's kind of. Oh, so that's your thing. Yeah. <laughs> You've been watching too many Honor Blackman clips from 1995 <laughs> documentaries on Goldfinger. <laughs> yes. This is where you... Because uh, I just can't hear this right now. You should be like, oh, this is the part where James Bond puts in Marilyn Manson or something. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Can we re-edit this? <laughs> you know, it's really like, this is definitely something I know that you've brought up before, but, you know, they never made these movies 
with the intention of knowing that one day they would be in like high definition and Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so like, particularly like these, but you can definitely tell the makeup for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the wrinkles and the creases in people's faces. <laughs> well, they all looked old back then. <laughs> I mean, like, what is it about the sixties that everyone just looks so old? <laughs> <laughs> and this is pre like drug cult, even yes. drug joke. But I mean, that's like you know four or five years later. This is nineteen sixty four here. So what's 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 people are still innocent. Well, Gert, what's Gert? How old was Gert here? Gert, Gert Frobe. Frobe, yeah. So he's nineteen thirty. So he was fifty one. Okay, he looks older than fifty one. Actually, I lied. He's thirteen. Bumpa Jansen is fifty-one now, isn't she? Oh, Fafanka Jansen just looks amazing. Come on. Um, was it you or Noah who don't, yeah, was wasn't a Famke Jansen fan? I, I'm a fan of hers. I I think she's had a little bit of work done <laughs> since then, so I'm not much of a fan anymore. She's a loud too. I think okay. If we're now we're basically just critiquing women of the sixties versus women. Again, we're keeping up with the times, people. All right, women are nothing more than I, I objects. <laughs> Babka peaked maybe in the first, well, in the X-Men trilogy, I would say. Well, look, we're, we're doing, you know, Nip Tuck now, so uh, available on the Oz Network. Um, and, you know, she's just come into it where we're recording at the moment in season two. And Nick and I were talking a little bit about her. And I think, yeah, we looked and we were like, holy crap, she's 51. And we were both on the page that she hasn't aged since Goldeneye. We were like, damn, she still looks amazing. She's had some assistance. Well, that. look, she's allowed <laughs> to. i <laughs> Oh, look, Daniel um, Craig, go back and watch this movie. Look at that chest hair, okay? Right, I get it. You're you sexy, but... Do you have a hairy chest, Ben? <laughs> bit of a personal question, Colin. Uh... <laughs> well, it's just you have this hang-up about chest hair. I did until yesterday. I may have shaved. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Sean Connery or a Daniel Craig? <laughs> I'm a Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce is, I guess, more on the Sean Connery side. I think Pierce is hairier. I think Pierce has got more... Like, Sean's kind of constantly... Sure, although, yeah. though Sean's got a hairy back by the looks of things there. I don't think Pierce has got a hairy <laughs> Sean's back. Got hair. What the funniest thing is, the opening scene when he's getting the massage from Dink, the hairiest thing on this man's body is the back of his thighs. I mean, he's got more on the back of his thighs than he does on his head. But, but look at his chest there. Like, he's just concentrated around, like, you know, the man boob area, which, you know, with a bit of a snail trail going down the stomach. Whereas Pierce Brosnan is, like, you know, bush all over, which, you know, I think it works. And why are we talking about this? Why, why are we, like, just critiquing? And that would not knock him out. Come on. <laughs> well, it doesn't. He, he, he kind of, the, the funny thing is he gets knocked out very slowly. So it's more like, oh, that's sore. Oh, this is comfortable. I think I'll just take a nap. And this is where, isn't this where we kind of went over the fact, like, how long is he out for for them to paint her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, I think it was Noah said he's out for, and- like, a week. <laughs> You know what? Um, and technology's come a long way, but this is a refrigerator and there's a freezer there. I've left my fridge o- open for like an hour and you have a puddle of water oh, on yeah. the floor. And that's like technology 50 some odd years later. There's no drops on the floor there. So I'm, I'm going to guess this is about five minutes. <laughs> and I want to just like the technicalities of painting this woman. Where are the paint splodges on the sheet? Um, yeah, like they basically painted her in a separate location, waited for her to dry, and brought her here. Only us, only you and I, could just completely shit all over one of the most iconic scenes in cinema. (laughs) 
uh, <laughs> by going and under your the bed, You have your first naked woman in the history of James Bond, and you're concerned with the paint. Strategically placed pillow uh, corner to <laughs> avoid her bum cheeks. I love how he's just like, oh, he just looks, he's, you know, he's shocked. Is this the, the woman's dead? Dink? Dink, yeah. Oh, I- oh wait, sorry, I'm supposed to be doing the sound effects. Room 119. I'm missing the famous dink line. It's right. Get over here right away. (laughs) The woman's dead. Dink. The girl's dead. Dink. (laughs) Even you see his eyes there. He's like, "Whoa, that caught me off guard." (laughs) I can actually say, actually, because this is Kentucky, isn't it? I've been to Kentucky too. I've been to two locations in this film. I feel like James Bond more than Noah. Sucked in, Noah. I like that you have your choice of ever anywhere to go. I'm going to go to Kentucky, I think. <laughs> but do you remember that? Actually, uh, this is one bit I did not go back and listen to. Um, but that was um, that was when we read all the Kentucky facts because that was at the time we were like, "What's Ken- what's anything in Kentucky? <laughs> Why Kentucky?" <laughs> you know, it's it's actually it's really funny because. Um, like, the, the story behind me going to go... I'm just telling all my travel stories here, but, like, I was in Tennessee... Ben's getting ready to leave in 12 hours. I am. To so date this episode, I am... I'm literally... It is 5 o'clock in the morning. I have not slept. I am staying up all night to adjust my body to US time because I'm going back to America. I never leave. But, uh, so I was in Tennessee and I was with a friend and basically we were just driving around and, you know, whatever, chilling. And I was just randomly said to him, I'm like, oh, how far are we away from Kentucky? And he's just like, oh, it's about 15 minutes that way. Do you want to go? I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, I'm from an island state on an island continent. I can't drive to another state. To me, this is an amazing thing, all right? All you Americans and Canadians are like, I can just do that tomorrow. Like, that's no big deal. Like, to me, it's a big deal. So, we drove across the border into Kentucky. We went to some memorial for some Confederate leader. <laughs> <laughs> and then drove back, it was raining, and we drove past some Amish people. So that was my viewpoint of Kentucky. <laughs> but you did not see any horses there? Well, they the, the Amish people had horses, but... Did you see Kentucky Fried Chicken while you were there? No, no, but hey, here's another story to touch on the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I did, on my travels, go to the world's first KFC restaurant in... Utah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a statistic for you. If you ever want to go to a trivia night and say, where was the world's first Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's a trick question because it was in Utah. Now, Ben, let's rank Money Penny on a scale of (laughs) Dr. No to Diamonds Are Forever. She's hot there. She is hot there. Like, yeah, yeah, she's got it going on, Lois. The first Canadian Bond girl. The first Canadian Bond anything, right? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he never makes it to Canada. <laughs> Although you've had more references in the Bond franchise than uh, Australia have. I mean, do we work? Yeah. I mean, okay, there was an Australian Bond, but <laughs> they like, didn't acknowledge it. It's like, g'day, mate. Name's Bond. Oh, here's here's a scene where Noah blacks out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean Connery has just become younger all of a sudden. He looks younger then. <laughs> He's he actually this, look to be completely fair. Okay, we are we are two straight men on this episode. We're critiquing women. I'm going to say it right now. Sean Connery looks very darn attractive right there. Look at him. You got even yeah, as a straight I, man, you can look at him right there and go, he's hot. 
you know, the funniest thing is I remember growing up, you know, in the 90s and women would always talk like I think he was named sexiest man alive during the 90s when he was old and bald and gray and, you know, chubby. <laughs> And he was still named Sexiest Man Alive. And it was one of these things where you always question, you're like, Sean Connery, but women would always be like, oh, yeah, he was James Bond. And, you know, it's like he he still looks great for his age. And you're like, what? But you go back and you watch James Bond. And it was like, all right, I can see it now. I, 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 I'm turning into Andrew Garfield. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember because he got Sexiest Man Alive in the last like 10 years as well, didn't he? Like when he's old, old or. Yeah, I don't know if it was the last 10 years, but it was when he was much older. Famous line my friend said, which I know I've said on this show, when I said, when she uttered the words to me, like, oh, Sean Connery, today he's hot. I'm like, well, he's old enough to be your grandpa. Yeah. And he's like, oh, if he was my grandpa, incest <laughs> wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> like, Katie, that's, um, I know you're Tasmanian, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a line there. I know, my wife's a big fan of Sean Connery, even as an old man, I think. She's nodding yes, so... You know, the sad thing, the the really sad thing is that um, we are probably within a decade of losing our first James Bond because, Uh you know, it's going to be Sean, it's going to be Roger, you would assume. Um, And that's just, it's going to be a sad day. What are we going to do, Colin? I mean, by the time we're recording this and us releasing this, if one of them died, again, we haven't killed them. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, look, it, between recording this and recording uh, our last commentary, uh, obviously Chris Cornell's died, uh, so he became the yeah. first Bond singer, I guess with the exception of Louis Armstrong, to have obviously passed Is away. Matt Monroe dead? Well, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I guess the most recent <laughs> Bond singer yeah. to have died. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, we don't want to think about it because it's going to be a sad day, but yeah. Well, I mean... As we discovered in the last pod- podcast, J.W. Pepper. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that was big news. <laughs> Next you'll be telling uh, me Desmond Llewellyn is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. We've had a lot in the last, like, Guy Hamilton, you know, he's dead. And uh, no. Christopher Lee, even more recently, um, him and Nick Knack are <laughs> feeding each other Tabasco and sauce in heaven. No. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> Wings asking for the Tabasco song. Yes, yeah, sorry. I just zoned out there for a moment. Was, was... We covered it. It was our last episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is this this is the first proper Q Lab scene, is it not? Yeah. And this Yeah, is... the the first movie I think he just gave him the other Q gave him a gun and then Q came into or Boothroyd came into uh M's office to give him the attache case. And this is this is ejector sheet. You must be joking. You joke. Yeah. Not this line right here. <laughs> Ben's trying to predict when he says the line. And people at home are probably going, Ben, put the subtitles on. Gonna admit it, illegally <laughs> downloaded copies don't have subtitles. Uh, well, some do actually, but this one actually, I could always check. I don't think it does. Uh, on if available, it says no, it doesn't. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Mine is legal. Um, Mine is purchased from a store. <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, if I walked five meters to my bedroom, I do have this on Blu-ray, but I can't be fucked getting up, and it's already on my computer. So, <laughs> in all fairness, I own this on DVD and Blu-ray, so I've purchased two between the two of us. I got a, a funny James Bond story. While we get the ejector seat, you must be joking. Um, was- You're still. Get the wrong spot. Well, it's about to happen. Here we go. Right, right here, now. Like, okay. Oh. Hang on. My name is Pussy Galore. <laughs> no, sorry. Jump the gun. 
<laughs> Just a bit of sport, Miranda. <laughs> um, I... Oh, here it comes. Hold on. Okay, sorry. Get it at the right moment before you tell your story. I can see him. I can see him like mouthing yeah, the word. I never joke about my work. Double <laughs> There we go. There you go. We got one. Oh, it's the we golf scene. Titles. The golf scene. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just, I always forget the golf scene. How great is this? This is better than the discovering, you know, her naked on the bed in gold paint. Uh, really quickly, I had a, I held a market today to sell a bunch of my DVDs and, um, I was putting them all out on the table and I realized that Never Say Never Again was in there and I like, I keep in my Bond movies. I'm not selling them. Um, and I'm like, I'm in an R-ing. I'm like, do I sell Never Say Never Again? Do I keep it? What do I do? I ended up keeping it. <laughs> Um, and I kept, made a mistake. Well, my sister says to me, she's like, oh, aren't you selling that? And I'm like, no, I should really keep it. It's a shit movie, but I kind of got to keep it. <laughs> That's why I keep License to Kill, too. <laughs> um, I can't here's a question for you. Sorry, yeah, you How go. many did you sell and what did you get? I actually ended up selling quite a few. Because um, last year I did a similar thing before my last trip. And I basically sold all my TV shows on DVD and not many movies. This time around, it was just all my movies. And, um, look, I had probably a good 400, 500 at least. I can't, I didn't have an exact number. And I only came home with about 100. So I sold at least, you know, two thirds, uh, three quarters of them. Um, I was literally selling them for $2 each. Uh, and this, you just throw a gold brick on the golf course because, you know, why not? Um, and, yeah, I, 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 this one guy actually came and bought like about 160 of them off me, and I said, oh, $150, why not? But the, the biggest thing I had, because I was selling a bunch of my CDs, and I probably had about three, 400 CDs, and there was albums and singles, and selling them, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, all these boxes, like, I'll give you $50 for them. And I'm like, dude, like, you know how many are there? And I'm like, 100, and that's even that was like ridiculous. I should not have sold it to him. And he goes, oh, 60, I'm like, 100, 70, 100. 80, 100, <laughs> finally accepted 100, went around the corner, he was selling them at his store for $5 each, the prick. <laughs> anyway, back to I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we used to, at an old job I worked at, I, I did training, and they were trying to get, like, we were doing tech support for internet, and they wanted people to start upselling, um, like, on when digital phone was becoming a big thing. They wanted to sell on digital phone. And nobody wanted to do it because everybody was stuck up. But it's like, we were hired as technical support for you know a dollar over minimum wage. We're important. We don't sell. And so they would offer prizes. They were desperate to get people to start selling. So they would give away like an iPod shuffle per day. Wow. And I was telling people, I'm like, just try to sell. I'm like, if you make a sale, you make like $15. And then you'll also be one of only three since only three people out of 500 are bothering to sell anything per day like you're gonna have a one in three shot of winning it and i just started telling people it's like you win one of those i'll buy it off you for 70 dollars hmm. and people started selling them like at least once a week so i was like all right here give me the 70 bucks and i would literally turn right around and i, I would line up deals and turn right around and sell it to somebody else for 85 <laughs> well i mean yeah like it's uh- to be honest, there's this woman who, like, comes to you straight away this morning. Like, you know she's got a store there. Um, but this guy mm-hmm. who bought all the, the bulk ones, he actually straight up admitted to me. He's like, look, I've got a store here. And I'm like, and he was very nice. And we just got talking and just, you know, it didn't bother me at all. And, like, I just had to get rid of them as part of it. A lot of it wasn't necessarily a money-making thing. Because if it was a money-making thing, I would have gone on eBay and been really technical about it all. Um, a lot of it was just, I want to get rid of crap. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
and I don't want to throw them out because that's been my, my livelihood for like my whole life. My DVDs and my CDs, and I'm just getting rid of them. Now, I've, all I've got in my life at, is at podcasting. Point, <laughs> it, at any point, does somebody come up and say, how much do you want for this best of 007 CD? <laughs> oh, well, they just sold straight away. Of course, you know they did. Uh, <laughs> 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 If that says ball, then I'm Arnold Palmer. <laughs> Did I just miss the first, uh, uh? <laughs> This one, I think, was, oi! <laughs> very Australian. Aussie! That's very, very mini driver. Oi! <laughs> can we can we just comment on uh, on Bond's hat? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, that is how a cool person plays golf. Which is, which is, is this, is this the one where he loses his hat? No. Which is the one where he lost his hat? Remember we, we the whole movie? Was that Thunderball? Oh, yeah. I think it was Thunderball, yeah. But, like, why doesn't he keep wearing that hat? That's like hipster 2017 hat. You know, you see yeah. you see all the hipster man bun douches wearing that hat now. Sean Connery had it cool <laughs> in the 60s. But it's a golf hat, 1964. That's that's But that's a cool golf hat. Look at the other old grandpa hats that they're wearing. Look at, look at Arnold Palmer there. He doesn't have a cool guy hat. And, and speaking and of people who died, Arnold Palmer died recently. So. What's with Goldfinger's culottes tucked into his socks? <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever wish, like, you know, of course you've ever wished you've had a time machine. Stupid question. But, like, you know, if you have a time machine, you could go back to <laughs> any decade. Would you, What decade yeah. would you go back to? Uh, probably the 1960s, uh, you know, because, and this is the honest truth, probably for James Bond, for one thing, to be there and be able to see, like, the James Bond craze. But also, I mean, you get, like, all of the, the NASA, the moon landing, the, the space race and all that. I think it just would have been an exciting time to see. And as I said, I actually prefer, like, the at least early 60s women. So That's because <laughs> you can control them and treat them like shit. <laughs> <laughs> If we're going to be superficial, I'm going back for Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? Uh, <laughs> I'm going back for 1964 Lois Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I saw the, I the 80s. I, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of a cop out. I was born in the 80s. But I mean, come on. I was like three by the time they ended. So it's not like well, I can remember much of I them. Mean, that's fair too. Because I mean, I don't really remember a lot of the 80s. And... Uh, you know, what I do remember, I'm not remembering, like, the culture of the 80s. I'm remembering playing outside, mm. you know, that has nothing to do with the decade. I just, I just love the... To go back and be like, why are you dialing on a rotary phone? Yeah, I just, I just love How that culture, you- and the music would just be so fun when that came out, like, at that time. Yeah. Uh, like, look, even, this is a real cop-out, because I do remember the 90s, but, like, I guess... To be of a more aware age, like my sister was a teenager in the nine. You were a teenager in the nineties, I'm guessing too, weren't you? Am I selling you a yeah. bit short? Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, I guess you, you say like, oh, you discover music, you discover all these kind of things when you're in your teens, and I guess I was like twelve in 1999, which to me was kind of when I'm discovering music. I still stand by the fact 1999 is the greatest year of music. That's another episode. But like, you know, you really then develop your tastes and things and your real memories I feel like you know 16 17 18 so you know my musical mm. and culture is all around that which I'm, I'm not complaining about I, I like that era as well even though it's weird that the early 2000s seems to be the era that everybody right now is ashamed of if you read like a lot of things like nothing holds <laughs> up from the early 2000s and f- give it another five years it will um, Frosted tips do not hold yeah. up. <laughs> I remember when people were saying that about the 90s and look how nostalgic people are saying about the 90s now but um 
Well, it happens every 20 years because I remember like growing up in the, the late 90s and suddenly everything from the 70s became cool. Mm, yeah. Uh, you even had like disco music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it became cool again, but you had like this revival of disco music and everything. And, uh, you know, movies like Boogie Nights came out and everything. And then pretty much right around the year 2000, it was it was like a switch turned on and everything from the 80s became cool again. Yeah. And then now you have that with the 90s. So it's just around the corner. And <laughs> That would be uh, the first time it doesn't happen. They're like, ah, oh, let's fuck it. Skip to 2005. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> They're like, look, look, we're, we're in a new decade here. Anybody up for some Lou Bega? No. <laughs> so uncool. <laughs> Limp Biscuit? Okay, let's hit the fast forward button. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I was hearing something about Limp Biscuit this week, and it, they were so big. This has nothing to do with Goldfinger, by the way. We're, we're just talking. We're about thirty-six minutes Goldfinger in, folks. We've already lost track. Yeah. We told you it would happen. <laughs> uh, everything from you know Limp Biscuit, like they were—they're the biggest band in the world, and everything's been completely wiped from my memory. I'm like, oh yeah, they existed. You know, there's other acts like you'll never forget Nickelback, well, or other things that now <laughs> you cool. try to people. <laughs> You can still mention NSYNC, and it's like, oh, yeah, you mentioned Limp Bizkit, and it's like, Limp Bizkit, oh, yeah! I always... They were, like, the ones that preceded Linkin Park well, and Papa I was Papa gonna Roach. say, I always got Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit confused when they're so different. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, as actually... I remember... I remember the time when Limp Bizkit came out, and people were like, they kind of sound like corn. <laughs> it's like, no, not really. I remember, like, actually, funny, again, it seems to be everything's coming up uh, Millhouse when we're doing this episode. Um, a couple of days ago on, on High Noon, Edge Radio, uh, we do our Forget the Lyrics <laughs> singing segment. And um, my my friend, my co-host of the day, he actually did a Limp Biscuit song. And it was the one they did for Mission Impossible 2, um, which oh, yeah. I thought was... I, I do have that. I thought that was just literally called Mission Impossible. I didn't actually realise it was called Take a Look Around. <laughs> Take a Look Around, yeah. And that is funny because uh, because I love Mission Impossible so much. I do have that song. Oh, that's on, a great like, song. One of my running. That is old, great. Song. Oh, but... beep, 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 beep. Sorry, this silly. <laughs> <laughs> See all these jokes about you know women drivers in the sixties, and maybe there was something to it. <laughs> Tilly's a danger on the road. I fucking love Tilly. This is just this sets a seed for James Bond films of the beeping like stranger. Beep, 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 beep. Why? You know Why is, is that... she beeping him? <laughs> You said, like, I love Tilly, and I remember growing up just, I could not have cared less about <laughs> Tilly, and it wasn't until we did the episode where we started making fun of how <laughs> aggressive she is as a driver and how snotty she is to Bond later, that I'm like, Tilly's a fun character, you just don't realize it. Why are these kids there, of all places to be selling flowers? Where is that drumming business? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there! <laughs> They could be in the middle of one of those fields and they'll be getting the same amount of business. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same thing there. You have you have setups like this on the side of the highway in Australia. Uh, we have these, we have like the honesty boxes. Do you have those? No. So basically it's... Is that, is that like where it's it's open to take, but you just leave some money? Yeah, so it's just like a little shed and there'll be like, you know, uh, a bunch of apples and fruit and basically, there's, yeah, mm. little boxes. It's got a price there and it's it's, it's legitimately down to being honest. Um, oh, and- we're not that honest in Canada, <laughs> so we don't have them. <laughs> uh, but we do have, yeah, some people will sell them. Like, the whole lemonade stall things and that sort of stuff, like, they're not that big here. I've seen them before, but they're, you know, rare. 
I mean, maybe it's because farming's a big thing here in Manitoba, at least. But if you're ever driving outside the city, as soon as you get, you know, even within a few kilometers of a small town, you have somebody setting up like this. And they do good business when they do it, too. Like, I can it's not the little beeping, kids, sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like little kids selling a few apples. Like, you'll get, you know, entire families with this big setup, you know, some yeah. ply- plywood walls, and they're selling, you know, all every type of fruit you can imagine. Uh, yeah, ours are mainly on. It's like you go down. We've got a region here called the Hue, and it's actually where Noah lives. Snug. If you keep going past Snug, there's a Hue Valley, and it's very well known for like apple growing because you know Tasmania is the apple isle. Um, and yeah, it's just it's honestly boxes. Uh, this yeah, this this is this bit where it's kind of like let's just destroy her car. Like fuck you, <laughs> <Yeah>. Bond. <laughs> a double blower. And look at the way she crashes. Like. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Like, like, let's fast forward Where's to Casino Royale. Like, <laughs> how many... Here's the crazy thing. No seatbelt, no airbag. <laughs> and yet she's fine. Fast forward to Casino yeah. Royale. That flips like 30 times in a very safe yeah, Aston yeah. Martin. <laughs> Next thing you know, just Bond's naked tires. in a chair and his balls whooshed. <laughs> and that's just with the tires. Here, Bond is sawed through her gas tank and nothing <laughs> happens. She is so dumb. A double blowout. That's why half your body work's been ripped into pieces. <laughs> yeah. Although, in all fairness, even today's day and age, that happens. Are you going to look at like the guy next to you and be like, you used that little spinny yeah. saw thing that came out of your hubcaps, didn't you? <laughs> where, where, are we, are we in Switzerland, Austria? Where are we at the moment? Do we know? Uh, I think this is Switzerland. Looks very neutral. Yeah. I, I, it looks like the sound of music, but the only thing I can pinpoint. Because everyone in the 60s had oh, their initials geez. on their case. <laughs> their ice skates. She's doing a lot of skating here in Switzerland in the summer. She's actually quite attractive. I was going to ask who you prefer, Jill or Tilly. Jilly or Tilly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably probably Tilly. She's She's got, I like her eyes. Eyes are very... They're in Switzerland, by the way. I can see the Swiss flag, ginormous in the background. See the French yeah, so, flag wait, there. There's about 90 flags in the background yeah, But there. the like, biggest oh, one is the Swiss one there. Come on. <laughs> Uganda's in the background. Are we in Uganda right now? <laughs> yes. This is... Oh, this is the map. Like, how does this map move? <laughs> Where's the extra map that moves around there? There's no extra side bits and there's no computer screens in 1964. Stop nitpicking a great film, Ben. An amazing film. Exactly. Women have pointier boobs I, I, in the 60s. Look at them. Like the- well, see, and I told you I love the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you like Madonna? <laughs> she made the cone bra famous. <laughs> hey, because she's like 48 in real life or something and looks 92. But what about 80s difference. Madonna? When she's like in her 20s. Not like 80-year-old Madonna. As in Madonna in the 80s. <laughs> No, about <laughs> eighty year old Madonna. She she still looked like about fifty six there. Oh so. no, no, Madonna's just terrible in everything, <laughs> except for Dick Tracy because you know, movie was pretty good. What, what about okay, A League of Their Own? Come on, she's good in A League of Their Own. I, see, I, Madonna's an actress. This is I never understood. Oh man, I'm going to be defending Madonna here. No, uh, wow, wow, hit record, hit record. Oh wait, we are. <laughs> They hate her for everything, but, like, she was okay in Dick Tracy. She was pretty good in League of Their Own. If she had just ended her movie career there, nobody would yeah. ever pick on her. Now, come on. You cannot say she was bad in Evita. 
I never saw it. Okay. You, it was not, you will not watch, top of my list. No, like, okay, I can understand it. It's not really Marvel. I've seen it because it's Madonna. I'm not, I don't really like musicals, but, like, she is really good in Evita. I mean, she did win a Golden Globe, and she was robbed of a, no- a nomination for an Academy Award. Um, I, uh, I, I always had an interest in Swept Away until <laughs> I saw the trailer for it, because I'm like, Guy Ritchie... People stuck on an island. This is going to be great. And then it's like, what? It's actually... It's swept, we need to do that for the Oz Network because, like, look, Swept Away is one of these ones where I'm not going to say, like, it's, it's not, like, a bad film that I say is good. Like, it is pretty rubbish. But it's, like, it's one of those fun rubbish films, you know? It's kind of like you are watching this knowing it's terrible, but it's not so bad. You're like, oh, my God, I never want to see this again. And, you know, Madonna's just, I swear, playing herself. She's just a real stuck-up bitch. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just fun and you would like it because the guy she gets slapped on, uh, stuck, stuck on the island with ends up like beating her up so like you know <laughs> <laughs> domestic violence um, funny in 2017 if we can get one person only a single person tweeting us that they want us to do an episode on swept away we will provide you with a commentary on Zardoz with Sean Connery. <laughs> That's my promise to you. Only one person needs to say, I want an episode on Swept Away, and you get Zardoz. <laughs> I, look, if anybody has been listening to the Oz Network, available via iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, um, we have literally been doing films that we clearly love. <laughs> um, you know, even Spider-Man 3 is part of the Spider-Man series that we love. But... Um, I just, I think we really need to all of a sudden just go, okay, let's start doing shit films. <laughs> I can't wait, yeah. It'll be like when we covered Die Another Day <laughs> twice. <laughs> Which isn't a shit film. Buy it, buy it, buy it. <laughs> I always forget about this sequence. Yeah. Uh, like him in the woods or whatever. And yeah, I think this one was in the book. Uh, so it's weird what, because what? I don't remember it until it actually starts and if you ask me to quote every scene from goldfinger i can probably do it but i would skip straight from him giving the ride to tilly to him in the car chase you know with the ejector seat and this is where i think we remember we're talking about like where does he get all the korean people from like is it just like why does he i think korea if, well, uh, very funny <laughs> he goes to korea and recruits this is why north korea and south korea hate each other because he stole stole all the good people <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the part coming up here. Where it's like, Why were you shooting at me? I was shooting at me. Well, you're a lousy shot. Why is she, like, laughing? Yeah. <laughs> I never got her expression there. She's honestly smiling. <laughs> like, shouldn't the director be going, cut? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1964, when you could get a little bit rapey with a woman and it was still okay. He's preventing her from shooting a man, and that's called rapey. But, like, he's, like, pitting her down, and she's struggling. Like, in 2017, he'd be sued for sexual harassment. Come on. Well, the last time he saw her, she shot a gun at him. Again, (laughs) Colin, it's 2017. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's still rape. (laughs) No means no, Colin. (laughs) Yeah, she never said no. Well, then it's... Well, you didn't say yes either. Apparently, there's a, there's a fine line, all right? I don't understand it. I'm not a woman. Like, I'm wrong. I'm a man, okay? Let's just be honest. Anything I do is wrong. Yeah. 45 minutes and Feminist Ben is back. <laughs> this isn't Feminist Ben. I, I, this is Chauvinistic Ben, apparently. <laughs> I, uh... I just want to say how much I love Sean Connery not even looking stressed out in this. <laughs> 
He's very a cool, calm. Like, I mean, you know, I think all Bonds. I mean, is there a Bond that's ever stressed out? Uh, Dalton. <laughs> you were going to say. That's not me knocking Dalton, <laughs> but you do see Dalton, you know, kind of gritting his teeth a lot. Craig does is... a bit, though, and that's not like a knock on Craig. Like, I mean, there are some scenes. Where, where does Craig do it? I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> the um the I might knock Dalton. He's like, Craig does it too. <laughs> the bit where he's like nearly about to die from that heart attack thing, he's like a bit stressed out. Um the Oh, there's one I'm picturing one in my mind. I'm like I'm not even making this up. There's legitimately a scene I'm picturing in my mind. Like when when fucking Vespa dies. <laughs> uh, he's giving her mouth to mouth. <laughs> And of course, there goes the uh, look. Look at that one. That gas tank didn't get chopped up by like a spinny thing from wheels, and that just explodes. Uh, I just want to go back to you um, <laughs> throwing every argument on Timothy Dalton back onto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like Timothy Dalton was awful in Beautician the Beast. Daniel Craig was worse in it. <laughs> in in Looney Tunes, back in action. God fucking Timothy Dalton. Daniel Craig is worse. He was terrible, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say Daniel Craig outside of James Bond has not had the best career <laughs> uh, I mean he's a huge star I would argue if you're looking at the Bonds because we're talking about Goldfinger where Sean Connery was trying to break away from Bond and had trouble doing it until really the late 80s but Daniel Craig has had a lot of success with some really bad movies. This scene, just quickly before I go, this scene just bothers me. Like, how does he get that shot? That well, I know he's on job, but like, come on. <laughs> the hat takes the head off of yeah. a stone statue. And with her, it just sort of like bumps her and she's like, ow. <laughs> That's literally the sound she makes. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the sound effects for the movie still. Ben can't hear it. We should, we should mention, actually. Right now she's like, no, Bond, I said no. <laughs> No means no. Um, we I should be like I think we I think Noah it was Noah wasn't it that mentioned that we should have maybe done a Chris Cornell tribute episode. I mean, look, they're really in the grand scheme of things. I think we would have more likely done a tribute episode to to Pepper than Chris Cornell. I think. Uh, I mean, look, it's no disrespect to Chris Cornell, but I mean, he did one song. It's like. If Shirley Bassey died, probably yes. Yeah. Um, but John Barry. Yeah. Is John Barry dead? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Shirley Bassey dead? Bro- Shirley Bassey isn't, but um, <laughs> again, at the time of recording this, she's probably, she's old, so she's probably, you know, could die in between now and releasing it. But um, we, I should mention, I, I did read an article actually that Daniel Craig did come out and actually pay tribute to Chris Cornell, which I kind of thought it was nice, given that Daniel Craig doesn't generally do much with James Bond outside of having to do it every couple of years. What if every Bond... Oh, Granny! That's Granny Lady! <laughs> uh, John Barry is dead, by the way. So we're breaking the news here first. This is this is Lois... This is, this is 1980s Lois Maxwell right here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Granny Penny. <laughs> this lady is only 36 when she this. <laughs> that's the 1960s. She's not legal, people. Stop perving on her. She's actually 14. <laughs> uh, I just think it's funny that... Um... Like, well, I'm not saying it's funny. <laughs> Daniel Craig paid tribute to Chris Cornell. But <laughs> if every Bond paid tribute to the first Bond who did their theme song, you know? Like, Roger Moore, I'm going to pay tribute to Paul McCartney when he dies. Such and, a sad uh, death that Sir Paul died. <laughs> P- P- Pierce Brosnan, I will pay tribute to uh, Tina Turner. 
<laughs> if, if Aha passes away, <laughs> is Timothy Dalton gonna be a tribute to them? <laughs> See you later, Aha, old buddy. <laughs> <laughs> old buddy. <laughs> it's just, oh, just, you bring up Roger Moore. We have to impersonate. <laughs> so sad about the death of Sir Paul McCartney. Not an illuminating death that one was. <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina Turner, rest in peace. Thought I'd forgotten you, eh? <laughs> we only have one line. We can't do this, But it worked every time. <laughs> it's, it's Tina Turner's funeral. Everybody's come out, you know, oh, boo-hoo, Tina Turner's dead. And up pops Paul Pierce Brosnan to the stage. Thought you'd forgotten me, eh? <laughs> 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 Samantha Bond's in the background. Pierce, remember to stay on the top of things. <laughs> Why do we do oh, commentaries? Go- we never stay on topic. <laughs> Look, Bond, still no airbags, still no seatbelts. <laughs> do you remember? I don't know if you were part of Survivor Oz when we started doing the Survivor commentaries i never forget it Noah and i came up with the idea we were like this could be a fun idea so we did like a test recording and we're like this is amazing we can like talk about survivor and commentate over the episode and like we just did what we're doing now we didn't talk about the episode yeah and this is like okay we need to talk about this this is what the quintessentially most iconic james bond scene in the history of james bond if we don't talk about this we rescind our status as a james bond podcast all right, so what do we want to talk about here? The laser, the crotch? <laughs> Just put the pressure on ourselves here now. <laughs> You've got to do the line for me. I mean, I'm going to be able to see the line. I know the line. <laughs> but Well, I feel like the one back there goes, oh, that interesting car of yours. <laughs> gets a kick out of it. Oh, this is like, okay, like, we, we're, we're not getting into the new Bonds versus old Bonds, you know, Craig, serious and sort of the over the top. But I mean, like, th- this is James Bond. Right now, mm-hmm. James Bond, strapped to a table, laser between the legs. Come on. Oh. <laughs> well, and here's the one part, the only part where Sean Connery gets stressed, and it's because you're about to melt his balls right <laughs> off of his body. And this, and this... I do have one... I just want to quickly... I, I was going to have uh, one complaint. Uh, okay. Shut up, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. This is two seconds, because sure. you could go to the complaint. This is the very first time a laser was ever used in cinema. We said that in our yeah. Goldfinger episode. Anyway, you go. Yeah. That's all I was about to say. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't. I was going to say, the only thing that ever bothered me with this was that the, the table looks like... Um, what do you call that where it's like fake wood? Uh, like wood paneling. Fake it's wood. just it doesn't look like metal or gold to me. It looks like wood paneling. Is that that's meant to be gold, isn't it? I was about to say I just thought it was yeah. wood. Of course it's gold. It's goldfinger do. <laughs> I love the line that Bond has I think you made your point, Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this is missing? About another ten lasers, Halle Berry. Uh- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh hang on, hang on. See, I didn't no, even need to listen to that. I could see no. it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love the three guys in the background just watching. They're like, oh, yeah. we're about to see a guy's balls getting ripped off. <laughs> that guy with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, are those glasses? Sorry, I'm chewing here. You are. Uh, <laughs> 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 I 
Is it, is, it the, oh is it the green beans and the mashed potato? Or? <laughs> now, this is this the the invention of the villain explains stuff and leaves the room trope right here? Is, is this the first film to ever have done this? Considering you've um, seen every film in history, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, because I guess in Doctor No, he 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 kind of leaves Bond in a room. He's not like trying to kill him or whatever. But yeah, this is a, this is. But he made he he holds off. It, it makes more sense in Goldfinger than the other movies when he does reveal his whole plot because he holds off till the very end to tell him. This is the thing with um, I, I know we've said it before, but how Austin Powers ruins James Bond for you. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, odd job is just random task. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, this just reminds me of the what is it? What is it in the first or second Austin Powers when he like locks him in the room and Scotty was like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "I'm going to leave him in a room with one inept guard and just assume everything goes okay." What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gun right now. We can go back in time and get him when he's on the crapper or something like that. Scott, you just <laughs> don't get it, do you? <laughs> All I ask is for a pool full of sharks with freaking laser beams attached. <laughs> Head. This is again. Well, it's not really off topic. We're talking about Austin Powers, and it's got relations to James Bond. Um, oh wait, wait, wait! You got another great line. Oh, hang on. Okay, you right. wait. Okay, sorry. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing already. She's laughing already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I must be dreaming. <laughs> Look at his face. Like, <laughs> like he's like, oh. Such a good dream. <laughs> How many takes would they have done with that? I would love to know. Because if they did that in one take, yep. you can just see that they're trying not to crack up laughing. I'm be dreaming. <laughs> like, how many other versions, because they almost had to call her Kitty Galore. Like, how, did were they worried that this isn't going to make it for censors? Let's have some backups. It's like, my name is Tammy Galore. <laughs> my name is Susan Galore. Was this the one where we were joking but named after your mother, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My, my my thing is, like, like I just... It still baffles me how this did pass the censors in the 1960s. Like, mm-hmm. this to me, you only had that small window maybe in, like, the 90s and the early 2000s where this does pass the censors. This doesn't pass the censors in 2017. It would cause uproar, you know? <laughs> like it's, It is entirely possible that the, the actual censors, like the MPAA, sat there watching this and didn't get the joke. And True. they're like, okay, conservative, <laughs> right. conservative 1960s Good audiences. Name. They're still like, oh, oh, named after a cat. That's that's quite an interesting name. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, like you look at the scene. I don't know if you ever saw the Michael J. Fox movie Teen Wolf. Oh, again, years ago. Yep. There's a scene that um, in the very last shot of the movie is like uh, everybody celebrating you know, Michael J. Fox winning the basketball game, and there's somebody who has something sticking right out of their fly, flopping up and down. <laughs> And people were, for years, people eventually found this clip. They're like, somebody actually whipped out their dick in the middle of filming and nobody <laughs> caught it. And it's only within like the last year that somebody enhanced this and realized that it was just like a part of their shirt sticking through that it was actually a woman. So it wasn't, you know, <laughs> what they thought it was. But you got to imagine, like, there's tons of stuff like that that the censors don't even catch. Well, there's the, the one that I only noticed recently. Uh, as in back, that plane is so realistic. Oh my god, that's like a thunderbird. <laughs> the, the stick attached to the bottom, like in Wayne's World, you see the stick attached yes. to the bottom of it, bouncing up and down. Um, 
the the scene in Back to the Future Three when he like gets there with the train and he's got his three kids and there's that scene, one mm. of the three one of Doc's three kids is like doing this weird little <laughs> gesturing like creepy motion in the background. Have you ever noticed that before? Yeah. Yeah, only when I saw it online. I'm like, what is, how did that end up in it the movie? It is freaky. Like, that kid is scary. Oh, this is Miley. <laughs> this is the Miley. Because our episode was called the Miley and Dink Variety Hour, remember that? Because it was Miley and yeah. Dink. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the best of. That was the Miley and Dink, Miley and Dink, filmed in front of a live audience. <laughs> Miley. The first of our spin-offs, <laughs> along with Tanner on the tape. <laughs> And what was it? Who who's, who did Judy Dench slap? It was or just something? Judy Dench slaps people. That was just the name of the show because yeah. like it was just like welcome to Judy Dench slaps people this week. <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean, welcome to Judy Dench slaps people. Slap. There you go. Thanks for being here. <laughs> we need to come up with more spinoffs. Miley and Dink slaps Judy Dench on Tanner on the Thames. <laughs> the multi crossover episode this week on CBS. <laughs> Oh, he's so perceptive. <laughs> he's gonna, he's so why was she actually watching him? Like, was it she was hoping to catch a glimpse? Of course, who or... wouldn't? I love how she's got, like, the five she... holes. Like, who are they taking yeah. on these planes all the time? How many of the stewardesses sit there watching <laughs> men change in the bathroom? I, you know, look, when I catch this plane in, like, two days' time, I'm not going to the bathroom, all right? I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, look, let's you be honest. Sean Connery gave that shoe bomber the idea. Because look what he just did. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy who like, got convicted? It wasn't September 11 ideas behind it. It was watching Goldfinger. I, I also want to point out the first tracking device he has for the car, right? For Goldfinger's car is the size of a brick. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has this tiny one that can fit in his shoe that's clearly way more efficient because you can track it from longer distances. MI6 can track a with this so why is the other one the size of a brick yeah it's kind of it, it does go up and down the sizes of these things don't they i mean it's kind of like uh, do, you, do you ever see um it's the only time i think i'll ever reference this but the movie i spy with owen wilson oh, i love that famke jansen and famke jansen yeah. yeah i love that movie uh there's i think it's that movie where they have like a tracking device or something or maybe I'm yeah 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 why do i get this one why does he get the smallest sexy or whatever it is yeah yeah, and he's he's trying to attach a thing, and it's so heavy it just keeps falling off. He's like, "Come on!" Yeah, that's actually I. That's an underrated spoof movie. Like, I actually quite like that movie. Yeah, I loved it when it first came out. I don't think I've seen it since it first came out, but I loved it when it did come out. I'm a I'm a I'm a strange fan of like the really dumb Eddie Murphy movies that everybody like. I actually really like. Here's one you're probably going to go off at me for, although you surprised me with some of your film choices. Um, Adventures of Pluto Nash. Have you actually seen that? No, I've never seen it. It's, but I wanted to see it when it came out, and then everybody said it's terrible. It's actually strangely good. And this isn't Ben Die Another Day good. Like, I actually don't get the hate for Pluto Nash. I think it's a good film. I, I'll say this. I've always been... Well, not always, but at least, you know, within the last 20 years or so, up for pretty much anything with Eddie Murphy, just because of one movie, which still to this day, it doesn't matter how many comedies come out, I will still to this day say... The funniest movie I've ever seen is Bowfinger. Oh, uh, yeah. Murphy and Steve uh, Martin. yeah. Greatest comedy that ever made. That is a great film. I will I will give you there. That, oh, that had that line in it, because my sister was a huge fan of Smashing Pumpkins. So that line when, um, like, mm-hmm. Steve Martin's with Heather Graham, and she's like, oh, I love Smashing Pumpkins. I love doing that, too! <laughs> I love doing that, too! 
That movie has, oh, we're going to go off a of Goldfinger here for a second. Is that the one? Is so that, many great lines in that movie. Is that like, the one when would he's... Would it be okay with you if you, uh, if you cut your hair? Yes, but it's usually better if somebody else does it for me. <laughs> I've had a few accidents. Is that the one where he goes on like, oh, there should be more food on stick. Why aren't there more foods on stick? Is that that one or is that a different movie? No, that's not that okay, one. Okay, it's yeah. a different movie. But anyway, that's I a funny no line from that another movie that I can't remember, but... <laughs> My favorite, maybe the funniest line, which you kind of have to see the movie to get, because the entire premise of Bowfinger is uh, filming this famous actor, Eddie Murphy, without him realizing. And uh, they're talking about, oh, we almost have this, you know, this movie, this fake movie we're putting together uh, complete. And then Jamie Kennedy says, see, Martin, there's one thing we don't have, his permission. He goes, did you know Tom Cruise didn't even know he was in that vampire movie until two years later? <laughs> Pussy galore's flying sick. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I watched a porn film called that recently. <laughs> oh, look at that sexy station wagon for Stud Farms, Louisville, Kentucky. I didn't quite make it to Louisville, so I didn't quite get to see this side. <laughs> I think they even pronounce it Louisville. Louisville. And what is he based on? He goes, he kills little girls like you. When did that happen? Does Goldfinger have a reputation for, like, kidnapping eight-year-old girls and murdering them? Yes. <laughs> Here's maybe the cheesiest part of the whole movie. When the flying circus get out and they have their pointy breasts and there's that weird porn music playing. At least the, at least the planes look God. more realistic here. <laughs> <laughs> She's hot. Do you prefer her over pussy? <laughs> I'm not going to answer how I was going to answer that because it would have been very inappropriate. <laughs> ben, Ben's like, she's hot, but I bet you she's like 90 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is with the pointiness of the boobs in the 60s? Porn music. Oh my god. Are you opposed to the pointy boobs? <laughs> I'm a Madonna fan. How can I be opposed to pointy boobs? <laughs> Oh, here's the Kentucky music. <laughs> Which made it into our end credits for our gold. You know, it's so funny. Like, this is such an iconic James Bond film to just think about the setting of it. Like, you think about all the exotic locations <laughs> in James Bond. Where was one of the most iconic James Bond films? Kentucky. <laughs> it, it's not even, like, cool Kentucky or anything. It's, like, is there it's such a farm. Thing? And then- <laughs> Yeah, and then we see, like, one road in Louisville where there's a KFC and a junkyard. Oh, it's, it's so funny. Like, Noah's going to come back and say, yes, I've been to all these great exotic James Bond locations. You're like, oh, I've been to the Bahamas. I'm like, I've been to Kentucky. <laughs> I visited Oryx Stud in person. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I do love, like, the interior sets here. Like, as crazy as it is, I would actually like to stay in this cell. Like, it looks like this would be a great place to sleep. It does actually look kind of cool. <laughs> we talked about that in another episode, or the Spider-Man episode on Peter Parker's apartment. <laughs> yes. There's some, it's a guy thing to see, like, the most run-down, rustic thing, and you're like, oh, I want to stay there. Just never watch, like, a movie they ever do one day, like Joseph Fritzl. Oh, God, I love his rape dungeon. It's so awesome. I wish I could stay what? there. What? I have no clue what you're talking about. So you're you never heard of right Joseph now. Fritzl? 
I, I refresh my memory. He's the Austrian I? dude who like had his like daughters locked in the basement for like thirty years and fathered like all these kids with them. Oh look, it's Utah Fried Chicken in the background. <laughs> uh, no, but I haven't heard of anybody raping his daughters. Uh, I'm glad we got there on a 007 episode. <laughs> Seriously, uh, like Canada too nice to hear that graphic news. Like. <laughs> Well, I read your news stories the other day. It's blind people <laughs> delivering meals Helping on wheels meals on bicycles. <laughs> oh, is this? Oh, here's our game. This is our scene. <laughs> Turn those lights back on. I wonder how many of these. I mean, I've got the sound on the background, but oh. I wonder how many of these are subtitled. I'm so sad that I don't get to hear this. He's on the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the <guy running> Wee. <laughs> and the other guy's rocking it for him. He looks so. <laughs> Like the biggest gangsters in the world. I just want to rewatch The Godfather and see Marlon Brando on the back of one of those, and James Conn is like, "Hey, Dad, look at this, me." <laughs> What's the line he says about Chicago? He's like, "I don't do business with Chicago." <laughs> this is just a scene from A View to a Kill. I mean, come on. <laughs> Ooh. You can have them today. Evilly putting his balls in the pockets. <laughs> Look at the little pony things he's got up there in the top. He's they... got a lot of those. Why are they riding those? I think my sister used to have one of them. <laughs> Banks don't open on Sunday. <laughs> this is when they... My bank will. They're terrified of the models or something, isn't it? Yeah, what's with that trick pulled in? What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> What is this, America? <laughs> <laughs> Turn those lights back on. <laughs> Cover those doors. Turn those lights back on. This is, this, let's be honest. This is what Donald Trump's like pull- in the Situation Room at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being cooped up like this. <laughs> What's that map doing there? <laughs> Of all things you get nervous about, what's that map doing there? Put the map! Put the map away! I have a map fear! <laughs> He's locked you in a dark room. He's closed... <laughs> Take it easy, Jamie. He's locked you in a dark room. He's got apparatuses turning upside down. And they're like, there's a map on the wall there! Let's get out of here, guys! <laughs> oh, I love how Jamie's in the background cracking up laughing too. She's only hearing half the conversation. 007 filmed in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) I don't think she's breathing. I don't know. I think it's that funny. Did she say she's not breathing? I don't know if she is. Wait, what's going on here? The floor! (laughs) What is this, America? (laughs) Is she that audible right now? Yes! <laughs> She's like laughing harder than you and I are. I know. <laughs> Jamie, are you okay? <laughs> she can't breathe. She's telling me she can't breathe. Take her to the hospital, quick! <laughs> Time for CPR. Everybody, hold. Breathe, Jamie. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> We just have our next clip for the next best. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> 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 
It is five to six in the morning. <laughs> ben stood up. Do you ever used to do that as a teenager, where you like yes. stay up all night and you just get completely <laughs> delirious by morning? I'm still a teenager, Colin. I'm not old. <laughs> You're like, look at this Korean guy here. He has no clue what's going on. It's so funny. <laughs> he looks so confused. <laughs> what's going through this guy's mind right now? Oh, uh, what's going through my mind right now? <laughs> he's like, what's with that trick floor? Is this where he fakes walking down the stairs or whatever it is? He's like, hello. Wait, fake, fake elevator. Oh, now. yeah. And then somehow he managed to hoist himself up above the ceiling. <laughs> He's Spider-Man. <laughs> uh oh, a drop of blood's about to yeah. fall down. Connery, Connery, friendly neighborhood Sean Connery. name is Bond. James Bond. He's got Parkinson's. Andrew Garfield. He's got Andrew Garfield. He's got a kidna. You know what's funny? We're here sitting here referencing jokes from another episode on another podcast we do that's not even set to go up for three weeks. <laughs> this is your teaser trailer for Spider-Man 2, available by the Oz Network three weeks from now. <laughs> we need to film episodes at this time of the day more often. There's a line I never noticed. It goes, the underworld will rock with applause for centuries. <laughs> I've never heard that line. Because I can't actually hear what he's saying. All I see there is Goldfinger like going, no, 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 with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I did this entire model with my bare hands, I tell you. You know, it's really like, again, I think we talked about this in the episode, but like, to what extent does Goldfinger have to go to build this model? Like, no, no, that American flag doesn't look real enough. I need you to yeah. redo that one. Our henchman college from a view to a kill. Yeah. <laughs> and why does he just happen to build the houses that are underneath in a room? Oh, there we go. The canisters across the Canadian border. Yeah, I want the, the henchman college where he's like, I want a giant model of Fort Knox on the ground. And I want a giant map on the wall, but make it look sinister so people get nervous when I pull it out. <laughs> See, they need to do this in, like, you know, this day and age where there's, like, the cinematic universe. We need to have the 007 cinematic universe. <laughs> so we have, like, you know, these, like, side movies of, you know, henchmen. Like and Miley. <laughs> Take on the Koreans. <laughs> Miley and Dink take on the Koreans. What do they do this week? It's Miley and Dink. <laughs> I love that he calls it motorized equipment there. <laughs> you just say a car. <laughs> we will attack Fort Knox with motorized equipment. <laughs> it's a big deal in 1964. <laughs> well, the guy standing behind the bar there. <laughs> so scared of the map. A map! Not a map, not another map. It's a 3D map. I can't, I can't stand it. I'm gonna hide behind the bar. I'm never coming out from this bar again. It has a miniature Fort Knox and it's got miniature uh, electronic vehicles or whatever what's he called it, motorized equipment. That flag is so small it doesn't represent the United States. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're on topic. Uh- <laughs> 
I, I would like to just subtitle this for Ben. Ben doesn't know this movie as well as he claims he does. <laughs> the Goldfinger, I don't like the looks of your tie. <laughs> does he really say that? <laughs> well, that's okay. If you would come this way, you could pick out a better one for me. <laughs> I mean, I'm having some problems matching my socks with my pants. I'm actually quite homosexual. Come to my bedroom. <laughs> what are your feelings on culottes, Mr. Black? <laughs> Can you come tell me if this is a rash that I should get the doctor to look at? <laughs> I love how this is zooming down. Out. That's got to hurt. <laughs> That's a weird bit of camera work there. Let's zoom down. Oh, no, it's pushy. <laughs> Did he just actually say pushy? Yeah, pushy. <laughs> pushy. <laughs> That's our Connery line. <laughs> it's quite illuminating. So I've got you, eh? Old buddy. Pushy. Did we have a Daniel Craig line? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's because you know I, what I can do with my little finger. I don't know. <laughs> How do I live? How do I breathe? <laughs> Wait, that's not Daniel Craig. Uh, that's another song we did on uh, our High Note, our singing segment. We actually did a duet to our writings on the wall because it was Sam Smith's oh. birthday on Friday. So we thought, why not? <laughs> and the other week on Adele's birthday, guy, instead well, of me doing it to Skyfall, I ended up doing it to Hello, and I hate that song. <laughs> I was just noticing that the guys in the middle there, they keep pointing at the model. It's like, do you see the detail on the trees there? It's miraculous what this man can do. What's going on here? <laughs> hey, what's with that gas? Look at, the, look at the acting. The acting is hilarious in those yeah. that guy on the wall. <laughs> what's he jumping? He's humping the wall for some reason. Over-the-top death scenes are hilarious. <laughs> Oh and how God. long does it take finger to separate this gold from the brick that the junkyard makes after this? And the blood and the guts and everything that's in the car. <laughs> we talk about why it was dripping down. Why has my gold got a tooth in it? Oh, good old Gert. What a name. <laughs> Gert Froome. <laughs> Didn't we call him Bert? You called him Bert, I think. <laughs> Burton Mildred. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mildred. Mildred's dead. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're breaking it here first. <laughs> Wasn't the plan that we were going to kill her off in one of the episodes? We were like, we should have this storyline with Mildred. <laughs> Mildred's death will be our season finale. Come back next season to find out she lives. Hey, he just called him old boy there. <laughs> That's racist. Old man. Is this the bit... So when he's... Oh, is this the bit where he's about to have the drink and it's rumored that he's got a Spectre ring on or he does have a Spectre ring on or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's coming up in the the scene. Is it, I don't think it's the next scene, but it's the next one that, that they have together. Miley and Dink. <laughs> he's the great... Variety, yeah. <laughs> the great maps. <laughs> they all come equipped with the beeping. Yeah, the, the 1990s computer beeping. <laughs> beep, beep. Where's Seth Linder eating there? KFC. K- 
He's eating a Colonel's burger or popcorn chicken or... I don't know. <laughs> I see Seth Linder as a popcorn chicken kind of guy. <laughs> Do you have the uh, $10 popcorn chicken bucket there in Canada at the moment? Uh, I don't know if that's the price. We do have popcorn chicken. Well, like, we've got some special here at the moment where it's, like, you know, a $10 bucket of popcorn chicken. So, I like, I was like, oh, that would that surely isn't that big. I'll get it for dinner. It's fucking massive. I could go swimming in this thing. I ate, like, three bits of popcorn chicken. I threw the rest out. Well, that was a waste of $10. I'm, I'd be interested to see what the size differences are Australia to Canada. Because, I mean, oh, you've been to America. There, everything that is large is, like, what, you know, their large is, like, I don't know. What Your large, well, sell. our large is like they're small. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And their larges are like, that's what you feed horses yeah. up, you know? <laughs> yeah, their super sizes is basically a three-bedroom house in Australia, so. Yeah. Oh, no, don't shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we just, dramatic death scenes, just, oh, they're just not done that way. What if he was like, hey, what's with that trick gun there? <laughs> what is that, America round? <laughs> Who put that gun there? How bad? How bad is like? Do you ever look at this man and feel like this is Felix Later? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the American James Bond. That's like American James Bond's dad. <laughs> That's Blofeld. His younger brother. In these movies, nineteen sixty-four. <laughs> That's his son. <laughs> <It's> Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery's son. <laughs> That's Jason Connery right there in nineteen. 19- <laughs> grandson I wonder if this is a tourist attraction in Kentucky the, 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 junk- the junkyard where we filmed Goldfinger come for a tour <laughs> <laughs> is there a guy in that shed there he's just sitting and not yeah oh no wait he's picking up the car of course he is he didn't even look though so exactly does he, does he have a monitor like how does he know plot hole <laughs> where's the body I can't see the body yeah, shouldn't he be like flopping yeah, he into the front be, like seat on the right window now? right now? And why isn't this car exploding? Yeah. The body's gone. It's not there. Look, this is it. This is an honest question. When you take a car like to a compactor like this, should the gas tank be empty because it isn't here? I would. Assume, I mean, considering that car down the cliff blew up, <laughs> the body's gone though. It is not there. Yeah, he's out. He got out and walked out. Only a flesh wound. <laughs> yep. Okay. I wonder if that, like, how many times that happens in real life. The, you know, the mob just puts a dead body but, in like, a car. Dead bodies in junkyards? Yep. <laughs> that information is not available in our census here in <laughs> Canada. <laughs> I actually got, um, so we have this, or I'm sure you have a Canadian version of it, but the Australian Bureau of Statistics. You know, our big... Statistic- yeah, that's our sentence. Yeah. yeah. But they, like, they come around every now and then and they do, like, they choose houses to do random surveys. So, they came around to our house this week. We were randomly selected. And I had to sit down with this woman. She just asked me, like, all these random questions. And then she gets there and she's like, oh, the next set of questions, um, I'm going to hand you the computer because, you know, they're of a personal nature that, you know, I don't really need to know the answers for. And I'm like, okay, sure. And, like, <laughs> they're, like, the most full-on questions. They're like, you know... And I'm not trying to make light of this, like, please, like, the side note, but they're, like, legitimate questions are, like, you know, were you sexually abused? And all these kind of, like, really hard-hitting questions. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I've never, ever had to, like, face questions like this before. 
And it's really full on. I'm thinking, this woman has, like, the what if the person is just like, nah, you can ask me anything, I don't care. And it's like, she's got to sit there and, like, hear these stories. Like, that woman's got a tough job. I don't know if we have questions like that in ours. <laughs> Australians are very personal. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. There, it's, hang on, this is a ring scene. Surely he's, uh, he's got a ring on there. Yeah. Yeah, this is the scene where it's supposedly a spectre ring. He's just rubbing his pussy right there. <laughs> <laughs> what are they drinking? Um, Lipton iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pine tree or something. <laughs> Liquid pine tree. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Look at those pervs. Is that is that the spectre ring? I can't see the octopus. Yeah. On it. Maybe, I mean, if I were able to pause it, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this commentary. Sorry to everybody who listened, wanted to hear about Fort Knox at the end. Hey. I, I think that I have seen people enlarge it, and it does look like a spectering. It'd be, it'd be a cool little tie-in if it is, you know. Well, I, I mean, you could easily tie all of these Bond movies together if you wanted to. I mean, Doctor No doesn't really fit in with Spectre, and they found a way to f- fit in with Spectre, which is saying, oh, he was one of our so- associates. But I always liked that. I know I talked about this when we covered Skyfalls. I liked the idea that you have the two movies to set up your you know, series of films, but you have the one-off as the third part, and that's what Goldfinger always was. And that's the way I preferred Skyfall. So having all the ties with Silva as being part of them and everything, I didn't care for as much. But I can still tune it out, because even if there's a Spectre ring here... I still view Goldfinger as like a spin-off adventure. A spin-off. Goldfinger, Miley and Dink. <laughs> what is with his like suit? It's like all black and he's got like a yellow sleeve. Who, Goldfinger? No, the dude in the background, the waiter or whatever he is. Oh yeah, he does have a yellow sleeve. Like what what's that? Like <laughs> It's it's it was the style in Korea at the time. <laughs> That's very nineteen sixty four Korea. Oh is he no, is he wearing like a no, he's like, I thought I was an eight. What the fuck is that? It's annoying me. Put <laughs> your jacket up. First time you've gotten angry on an episode, it's because a man's yellow sleeve is showing. <laughs> jacket up. You're a professional at Goldfinger's Ranch. This isn't Korean McDonald's. That's not how we dress for dud. <laughs> what is that, a merry-go-round? No, it's a jacket. Fix it. This is clever how they explain the plot hole from the book, though, that you couldn't rob Fort Knox because of the amount of time it would take to haul it all out of there. <laughs> so all the book readers. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Oh, just rubbing it again. Colin knows how to read. Ben doesn't. <laughs> I am now officially a fictional character and I haven't even read the book. So, you know. <laughs> Somebody wrote you a book as a tribute to you, and you're like, yeah, I'll get around to it. But it's like in the third book, and I'm not in it to like right at the end. It's like, put me in the first book in like the opening few pages and kill me off. I'll be satisfied with that. Plug in what it is so one of our listeners can give you a review on your character in your book? Um, it's like The Legends of Zarnetha, or it's like a Tasmanian book. No one... <laughs> <It's the title. laughs> I, it was just a... It's my- <laughs> It's probably called, like, you know, uh, Night um, of Twilight or something like that. You're like, ah, it's called, like, Fantasy Language of Zarnethia. There's wizards uh, and shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just what happens when you're a radio host and you joke to an author, you should put me in your next book. And they do. Uh- <laughs> 
I just love that an actual radio station is saying, who are we going to have interview the author? It's, I know, the guy that doesn't read. <laughs> I ordered a book to take away with me, but I haven't received it yet. It was the David Morris autobiography. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And you did that after you interviewed him, not before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trying to find the name of these books. I do books. want to say that—that that is a good interview too. If anybody wants to listen to it on off the podium, it is. Download it now. Our most downloaded interview. Uh, no, I think your um, yours was with um. Angel. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I just checked today, and David Morris has exceeded her. Oh, well. Listen to the off uh, to the Oz Network. Listen to off the podium. <laughs> the legacy of Xanthia. There you go. <laughs> I was sort of right. <laughs> The language of Zarnithia, I think, was what it originally came up. <laughs> the Ugada Bing of Wizard Dong. <laughs> Chantel Griffin is the author. Hello, boobs. Um, Chantel. <laughs> is that... Wait a second. Are you saying that to Chantel Griffin? No. No. <laughs> definitely not. You're like, uh, the author is Chantel Griffin. Hello, boobs. <laughs> right now, she's sitting there going, Ben. Definitely not. Uh... I'm going to write you into my next erotic fiction novel. <laughs> That's what it, the legacy of Xanthia is. Uh, a creepy guy named Waterworth who walks around going, hello, boobs, to every woman he meets. He has a contract. Come on in. <laughs> Come to my... Dun- I don't know. What's Fifty Shades of Grey? bullshit. Jamie, what's Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that for the Oz Network. <laughs> you yeah. would... <laughs> no, we can't do it because it's not appropriate for you, Colin. You're not old enough to watch it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of what are they doing <laughs> we did say like if we got to i don't know a thousand you know likes or <laughs> reviews or something like that then we would do 50 shades of i thought grade. we said if we get to a million would do twilight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somebody's just gonna go out there to go to one of those spam websites where you know they like buy buy likers and they're just gonna buy us a million likes ha i'm gonna do twilight <laughs> This is this is the Bond rapey scene. This is the like, come on, no well, means no, Sean. But here I am defending rape again. <laughs> no, but <laughs> if you watch the scene, she's dominating him. So the idea that he could force himself on her, period. I mean, well, she's raping if, him if then. They, <laughs> if, <laughs> when they start getting it on, she has the power to fight him off because this scene proves that she's raping him. <laughs> That's the story. We're sticking with it. That is... <laughs> it, she really flew there. <laughs> this does not age well. <laughs> it's, it's a fun scene. It is fun, but it's like... Oh, remember that scene in Jay's Bond when he threw a woman across the room? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, she is choking him. Yeah. And he's just... And she was a... She was a spy before he was. I don't know if... I think the Avengers TV show that she was on before this... That might predate Bond. Um, it could. <laughs> Marley and Dink, they're going in a plane. What are they gonna do? <laughs> flying in pussy galore, flying suckers. <laughs> up, up and away, web. <laughs> I don't know where that's going. <laughs> you, this is how late it is at night for you that you you are now thinking we're doing Spider Man. Oh it took us long enough to get through the Amazing Spider Man. 
So that's all you think of. Colin, you didn't mention anything about the lizard scene. Why wouldn't you talk about Kurt Connors? <laughs> and uh, I just confirmed the Avengers TV series predates James Bond by a whole year. Oh, God. Fucking rip off James Bondies. <laughs> it really. These are some cool characters. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's such a... <laughs> I don't want to rip shit in because it's such a good... looks f- about 45. <laughs> Look at the location. Like, let's be honest, this is such a boring location. All grass, <laughs> trees. They can film this in Hobart. <laughs> Hobart's more picturesque than that bullshit. Fucking Kentucky. You have... She's a hot one. Something like Fort Knox there. We have what? Do you have anything like Fort Knox there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Australia has a fort. I mean, we probably would somewhere, but it's not advertised. <laughs> we visited the Royal Canadian Mint here in Winnipeg. That summer, you could pull off a James Bond heist. Now, now, Colin, we're not only going to go steal the money, we're going to steal everything that makes the money. Colin, when it comes to that story, what's the one story we always have to tell about that story? They <laughs> came from South Dakota. Fuck a little shit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do? Where does that come from? Oh, aren't you a little kid with lots of questions, you fucking little oh, shit? That was <laughs> the nicest lady. We probably told this story. I just love how every- you want to talk about overacting all the oh, following. Like, oh, isn't it the same? I think didn't we go over this? It's just a recycled scene over and over again. Like, there's not that many people. I swear that um, just like this. Well, I mean, those two shots were. Look at the way they just laid down. <laughs> <laughs> Why were all the guys just sitting in the grass in the first place? Now, now, how does Madonna in Die Another Day, as I say, Die Another Gay, we're not getting into that again, get a Razzie <laughs> for that? And that these people do not get Razzies. Come on. <laughs> I, I just want to see if this, because we know that these guys aren't actually passing out from the gas. That's a cool plot twist that they're all faking it. So where's the one guy that just no. wanders out and is like, what's going on, guys? I didn't get the memo. Why are you guys lying down on the ground? <laughs> it, it, he just s- starts administering CPR to everybody there. <laughs> get your mouth off of me, Jerry. I need a medic. Whole game. Man down, man down, <laughs> medic. You're not going to die on me, soldier. You're not going <laughs> to die on me. Not again. Leave no man behind. <laughs> You've got a family! These are the guys that forgot. <laughs> they didn't get the memo. <laughs> He's got to put his hat on, on the gas mask. Don't forget your hat, soldier! <laughs> did you ever see, I probably brought this up before, but did you ever see the uh, Charlie Sheen movie Hot Shots, the parody mm, of Top Gun? No. Oh, there is a comedy you have to see. Okay, so uh, Lloyd Mildred Bridges, Television? otherwise no. Sorry, I thought that said Mildred <laughs> Television. <laughs> Uh, Lloyd Bridges, the other Leslie Nielsen, uh, plays like this admiral in the movie. And um, at one point he loses his hat, like as they're out on the ocean on this big aircraft carrier. And he's like, I, I lost my hat. It's like, uh, let's spin around and get it. It's like, but sir, we're, we're on a mission. Uh, and it's like, we're not gonna be back for days. He goes, okay, put some men in boats swimming around it until we get back. <laughs> and it's like, but it could be days. Like then put some food in it. And it's like, I can't be an admiral without my hat. <laughs> You know, I've got a confession to make. I think Top Gun's overrated. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell me you didn't just say that. I don't get the big deal with Top Gun. I, I've never gotten the big we deal with so Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> we are so covering it. Yeah. Rent it. Maybe bin it. Uh. <laughs> 
I do say this is completely off base. Maybe we should save it for our episode on Top Gun on the Oz Network. <laughs> but people make fun of Top Gun, you know, for like the homoerotic themes. Oh no, there. you don't say. <laughs> but there's a reason for that. Why? Because uh, they're all gay. <laughs> well, the the director wanted to, uh, like, have it be illustrated that these pilots were almost like rock stars and everything. And the way that he decided to do that was to have them act like rock stars, which comes across as being a little bit gay when they're all playing volleyball lubed up together. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I love talk. There's a comedian, uh, Scottish comedian called Danny Boy, who's quite famous here in Australia. And he goes, like, his whole stick is he kind of, like, he, he goes over, like, different nationalities and kind of just does a running gag with them. And he does this, he, like, he goes on about the French, and here we go. But um, he's, like, talking about, he's talking about how breakfast cereals, like, that are famous in separate countries really speak volumes for what that country is. So he's like, the French, look at their favourite, uh, you know, breakfast. It's a croissant, which to me signifies it's flecky and a little bit gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite joke. You've just been waiting for the appropriate time to tell that on the show. <laughs> All the Frenchness that we've ever ripped shit into. Um, what is the favorite breakfast of Australia? Uh, w- would be wheat bix or Vegemite on toast. <laughs> so you're disgusting, is what you're saying? I don't. I don't eat. I don't eat Vegemite. I hate Vegemite. Uh, yes, hello, I'm still Australian. Uh, but no, wheat bix are good. Do you, do you even know what wheat bix are? Uh, is it something like shredded wheat? Oh, they're like b- biscuits, like big, thick, square biscuits of wheat that you pour milk on and yeah. you have like sugar on top. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, well, it's kind of like shredded wheat here. I think in England they call them wheat bigs. You know, they add an A. Oh, there's a laser. <laughs> um... <laughs> You're just like, oh, there's a laser. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second use of a laser in a motion picture, by the way. <laughs> Proceeded about 45 minutes ago. It's not too bad, actually, uh, the special the effects for 1964, one... isn't it? I'm trying to think of the number one breakfast in Canada. Maple syrup. <laughs> Funny enough, we don't eat that much maple syrup. <laughs> this is weird. The, when I, the first time I ever went to Canada, when I went to Toronto, we went to some, like, diner restaurant, and on every table there was a bottle of maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you'll find that here, but... You don't see a lot of people like eating pancakes or waffles or French toast. When I went to... We leave that to the French. Well, I actually, as much as I ripped shit into the French, uh, when I was in Montreal, I went to a French restaurant and um, I wanted to try snails, okay? Uh, But then, like, I had the... um, For dessert, I had some, I don't know, Frenchy-wenchy sundae. um, And I just said, I'm like, oh, can I get some maple syrup on that? Because, you know, I'm in Canada, so fuck it. It's actually really nice. Mm -hmm. Even though it's French... He's got his trench coat on because, you know, he's a creepy old man. Has Sean Connery's hair gone brown all of a sudden? What colour is it normally? It's like black. Well, I think that's all the hair jelly has in it. <laughs> it's a or, or is this toupee? I don't know. Changing toupees here. <laughs> I thought our job and Sean Connery were holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's funny because one of the past shots, you'd have to go back to see it when they're showing the guys pass out by the Jeep. There's one guy that's on his face on the ground, but his legs are like dangling from the Jeep. And it looks like the other guy's sitting there like holding his ankles. Probably they're in the middle of um, being Top Gun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When um, I did this. Oh, no, you go. I was just going to say, when you play like the old James Bond video games... 
Would you have a favorite level to play in? Because I always love playing in the Fort Knox level or the uh, Atlantis level. Uh, what, what are we talking? Any spe- specific game in general, or well, any of the the old environments you could play in James Bond games? You know, Goldeneye or Nightfire. I, I liked on Goldeneye the um, I liked doing the the dish, the you know the big satellite dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I liked doing the um, the Seven Eye base. That was always a favorite. I think it was Nightfire that had Atlantis. That one's definitely the best. Well, and Die Another Day in the Ice Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not finished the James Bond Legends video game because I know Die Another Day is coming. I just, I just, I don't think I've actually played it fully properly either. I just remember playing that with Noah multiplayer. We just played in the Ice Palace. <laughs> Noah kept beating me, the little prick. This is, this is just gold, gold member from Austin Powers. I love gold. Oh, I hate that guy. He, oh, come on. I, I The only Austin Powers movie I, I like is the first one. Oh. Oh. There's some funny stuff in the second. Third one, can't stand it. Third one's funny. It's just over the top funny. There are two things in this world that I cannot stand. People who are intolerable of other people's countries and cultures... And the Dutch. <laughs> okay, that's a good line. <sighs> that's me. <laughs> Except that's, I, is that that line in the first one? Where it says, Only two things scare me in life. It's like, what's the other one? Carnies. Yeah. Carnies, show people. <laughs> Dirty little buggers. <laughs> I like it in the first uh, one. When he, when he comes out of his frozen state or whatever, and he's like, um, he's what the Russian guy and the Russian intelligence. Are you mad? And it's like, oh, Austin, a lot has changed since going. Oh, yeah, go communism. Oh, those that'll show those cap, cappy bastards or whatever. It's like, Austin, we won. It's like, oh, yay, capitalism. <laughs> and that, that guy to tie in with Spider Man is the, um, the, the, the guy at Rent. Uh, that guy. You know, the oh, landlord. Um, the Elliot Baskin, yeah. Yeah. He's one of them, so's the girl. I love it. He's got, like, the heaviest accent you've ever heard in these American soldiers. Like, all right, that sounds like our general, all right. <laughs> the way that guy gets shot. Oh, there's really <laughs> nothing like a 1960s movie for a good death. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy here. <laughs> you could be a bo- You could be a hero. <laughs> He's not even trying. <laughs> How does Odd Job catch him? He's like three times as big as him. <laughs> he just swan dived off that. Ten out of ten. Didn't stick the landing. Oh, the baby's crying. <laughs> Guess who's crying again? We almost made it. We almost made it. I think uh, that was the name of our last episode. I think this week, this episode, I think we have to call it 007 is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this fight, I can remember watching this movie for the first time. Like, how many Bond movies had you seen before you got to Goldfinger? Oh, this was probably in the last 10 I actually saw, sadly. It's probably in, like, the first five for me. Like, I know I'd seen Tomorrow Never Dies and Goldeneye. Um, and then I, th- I told the story many times. I came home, I think, from watching Tomorrow Never Dies, and they had a Bond marathon on TV, and I sat there and watched um, Dr. No, <laughs> oh, Goldfinger, and Thunderball. 
Is, is he all right? I'm, I'm not <laughs> laughing at your baby crying. It just, he just let out a big scream there. But anyway, continue your story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I saw this, I mean, even if you've seen Dr. No and Thunderball and, you know, the Pierces, this is definitely cheesier than those. And I remember this fight scene when I originally saw it, just thinking this is the dumbest fight scene I've ever seen. And now I love it. Is but, this the cheesiest I mean, Bond? T- this was, it, it might be. Well, I think the other guy, Hamilton's top it. But for the 60s movies, for sure. And I think even if you compare it to the 80s movies, I mean, it, it is a very cheesy movie and very cartoony. And this is why I was saying at the beginning that you can't release this movie today and have it taken seriously the way it is, you know, as a movie that came out in 1964. You'd maybe... I, I mean, think about this fight scene. Yeah. I was thinking Diamonds Are Forever is probably a little bit more cheesier than this. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely Diamonds are, this, I mean, yeah, this is also Guy Hamilton. It's it's interesting. Like, because <laughs> like, the thing is, Oddjob has the upper hand this whole fight. Yeah. And you just, you don't... And he's oh. smiling the whole fight, too. <laughs> it just takes, like, one move. <laughs> Sean Connery's just so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... But seeing this as one of the early Bond movies also helped me because the perception... I mean, we've talked so much about if you've never seen a Bond movie, you know everything about the Bombies. You know all of the stereotypes and all the cliches... So coming out of seeing Tomorrow Never Dies, and you know even Doctor No and Thunderball and everything, I mean, I was already so aware. Oh well, it's always like you know the guy saves the day right at the end, and uh, the villain reveals his master plan, like you were joking about earlier. But the fact that this movie ends with Bond basically almost blowing up all of Kentucky, <laughs> and that it just took one guy coming and saying, "What are you doing, Bond?" Yeah. Like I love that ending. That Bond just got really lucky in this. Because didn't we, yeah, we established this, it really, he doesn't do much. Like, it's kind of one of these ones, yeah. isn't it, where if you really analyse the plot, he's kind of not needed. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, there's, the, I, I think we probably even brought this up before, but there's that joke that Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. you know, Indiana Jones accomplishes nothing in that movie. The entire movie happens the same without him. And it's the same thing with this. I mean, what does he actually do in this? Kills our job. If, if Goldfinger had killed him with a laser, I mean, the only thing that really comes down to is he convinces Pussy to <laughs> turn in Goldfinger. <laughs> pussy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very late for bed. He convinces Pussy to turn in Goldfinger. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bond, you thief. <laughs> that's, that's where Halle Berry gets the line. At least we're going to die rich. <laughs> Yeah. See, that was, that was a Goldfinger gold reference. <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, like, you have 45 seconds for all of Kentucky to blow up, and he's sitting there gently tapping the thing. He's like, oh, okay, if I just hit it at the right angle. Let's, I mean, let's count this 40, 39, 38, 37, <laughs> 36, started it 35, like two minutes and 34, 33. Okay, that guy's flat. He's not like that. 30, 29, <laughs> 28. 27, 26, 25. Did you used to do this when you were younger? I used to always do it. 20, yeah. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Hurry up on. 7, oh, 6, out. <laughs> 5, 4, Four. 3, 30, 2, 38. One. A minute and a half ago. Nuclear bomb. <laughs> It, yeah, 
Uh, Every kid did that. It is seriously like one of these weird movie tropes. Like, how do they explain the time in movies that it enables them to do this? How is that a nuclear bomb? That is the fun house in The Man with a Golden Gun. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it looks like some state-of-the-art ice cream maker from the Jetsons. (laughs) He's never cut the red wire bond. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven. He's way too calm. He's way too calm. Eight, seven, six. Well, this guy's like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's an off switch, man. <laughs> Stops on double <laughs> seven. Just like, what kept you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stopped it, M. Uh, that was me. Yep, yep, totally me. <laughs> Absolutely me. Bond saves the day again. Da-da-da-da. You can tell because I stopped it at my number, double yeah. seven. <laughs> <laughs> it, was all, it was all the rules. Just thought I would... Uh... <laughs> Ended on a dramatic note. <laughs> and I'm going to say this again, because if I don't say it in every episode where we talk about Goldfinger, people are going to continue to believe a lie. In the book, Pussy Galore was not a lesbian, <laughs> despite what everybody says. She ends the entire book basically by saying, I've never been around a man before, therefore I've never been with a man. That does not make her a lesbian. But has she been with women? Well, I don't think they acknowledge <laughs> yes or no, but it was a 60s, either way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not 1967 yet. This is still the innocent James Bond. Yeah, everyone tried it once. I've never been around Speaking men yourself, before. Man. <laughs> what you've never tried it with a woman? <laughs> How did you get Jamie pregnant? Immaculately, con- immaculately conceived. You've heard our other episodes. I'm not the only one she has her eye on. <laughs> Trust me, I just listened to the Gardens of the Galaxy episode available on the Oz Network. I swear she spent like 45 minutes of that just talking about men. <laughs> You're so calm with her. <laughs> That's her being appropriate and edited. Is, 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 did I miss the... So he's off to see the president, is he not? Yeah. Well, here's my other question. Goldfinger just says, in two hours I'll be in Cuba. He's seeking asylum in communist Cuba, <laughs> where they will, what, reward him for his capitalist plan? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was going to, like, destroy America's gold. So... <laughs> this is a good fight oh, scene. And, yeah. I, uh... I know I've mentioned this before, but I think it was a few years ago. <laughs> the way he gets sucked out here looks so bad. <laughs> How does he... He does not fit through that window. Get fucked. Um, I know I mentioned this before. I have to mention it before we get to the end of the episode. That you know, I saw this on VHS. Well, I saw it on TV originally, and then on VHS, and then eventually DVD. But there really was something different seeing this on a big screen a few years ago when they had it. Like we have every single year here, we have like one week where they'll show all classic movies Uh, and seeing this on a big screen. It was a completely different experience and you wouldn't expect a movie that came out in 64 to really hold up like that, but it just felt so much bigger. So um, if people ever have the opportunity to see this, I mean, it will change the way you look at the movie. So the plane looks real. I'm just got a toy plane and dropped it off a building. <laughs> Pussy's cleavage is about 30 feet high. <laughs> I was like, it does not explode when it hits the water. It's water. How does that explode? 
That's combustible water. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> you seen Air Force One? Xander Berkeley on the plane at the end? Can I just say how amazing she looks right there? Can I just say how dumb they are? The fact that they're wanting rescue, but they're going to pork. What's happening after they're fucked? Like, they're still stuck on that island. This is the thing that pisses me off with these James Bond movies. When they're in that boat and, oh, let's, let's go on the rope. Um, you're still going to get rescued. Right <laughs> they're on Cuba. They're not going to be helped there. They're, they're, they are prisoners of war in Guantanamo Bay right now. Like... <laughs> oh, the end. Oh. I will oh, say well, one thing for Goldfinger. It does go by quickly, and that's a good thing. <laughs> I love how it says, that Bond is the be- end of Goldfinger, but James Bond will be back. <laughs> but, never fear. <laughs> <laughs> but, don't worry. Odd job. Okay, they bill him as Harold Sakata Tosh Togo. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that like the generation of Harold Sakata in Hawaii or wherever he was? <laughs> my Lee, my Ling. My thing. <laughs> Alf Joint was Kapungo. Gary Duggan. <laughs> Dennis Leary. I brought this up in an episode. My brother and I used to stay through credits just to, like, give that expression to every name. Like, Charles Russian. <laughs> Look for, like, the weirdest name. Number 2008 and 8, whatever that number was. <laughs> it was 806 Ben. If you had a legal version of the movie, you wouldn't understand that. I can't read, alright? <laughs> Be my joke, Colin. You just think that I don't read because I'm dumb. I'm, I'm illiterate, alright? I can't read. <laughs> and that's Goldfinger. Yeah, Goldfinger. Uh- <laughs> Sorry, that was I Spy Bowfinger. Um, <laughs> Austin Power. Mylene Dick Variety Hour. <laughs> <laughs> and a hysterical wife in the background. And crying baby. <laughs> Filmed for <laughs> live studio audience. <laughs> um, it's that part of the... Oh, actually, should we go over uh, Goldfinger overall? What were the... What were the... Rankings? Um... Well, I was going to say the, the Hall of Fame. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. that was obvious. I'm going to guess... Casper <laughs> doesn't want to hear the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hall of Fame, I'm going to guess we have uh, the Fort Knox scene at the end oh no come um, on okay stop yourself colin stop yourself before you hurt yourself this is like <laughs> the easiest one to guess all three my name is pussy galore yes <laughs> the laser yes fort knox the gold paint on the bed with jewel masterson <laughs> over fort knox yes <laughs> okay all right probably like again I mean, I- one of the most iconic scenes in cinema so yes <laughs> Well, Fort Knox is pretty good, too. Uh, Goldfinger came in overall at sixth uh, on our list. Uh, and what were the individual rankings? Individually, um, you had it at fifth. Noah had it at eighth. And I had it at tenth. Uh, tenth? <laughs> shut up. This is months ago. Get over yourself. Uh- <laughs> I said earlier I had it a third, so even I'm ashamed right now. All right. Uh, I won't go over the song ones. Don't need that. Let's now visit andrew.hedges.name forward slash experiments forward slash random forward slash original.html to get our next one now. Look. Quickly as a baby has landed in my lap. <laughs> Hello, Casper. <laughs> Welcome to 007. 
We'll let him hear this. I, I now officially have ticked off all the actors too, by the way. I've, that was my first Connery. So uh, there you go. Um, now, I want to I, I want a piece or a Craig. I want a, I want a newer one here, all right? I want I want to get lucky with this, but having said I don't know. I, I'm, I'm loving the pointy boobs in the 60s. <laughs> I'm looking for another 60s one. I want Quantum of Solace. I just would like Quantum of Solace just to get random, all right? Okay, now I'm not okay. going to read... If this literally comes up with 22 right now, I will do it again, because that sounds like it's been rigged. <laughs> so... <laughs> I am pressing get random right now. The number I have got is three. Well, we just did three. Okay, we just did Goldfinger again. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. 23. Skyfall. Okay. Well. Oh, hey. Yeah? That, yeah. Yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. All, All right. right. <laughs> we could have done it for the 50th. That would have been more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> we will do Skyfall next. There we go. My vibes well, of the universe work. second. Or only our second Craig then, right? Yeah, we've, we've only done Casino Royale. So, have we've done one Dalton. We've done one Lazenby. We've got to do more of his. Uh, two, two, there was a joke. Two, um, two Conneries, two Moors, two Pierces, and yeah. So, we're going to catch up on the, uh, well, there's only two Daltons. Um, but yeah, easy. All right, Skyfall will be our next commentary. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. And we will have that for you next. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you can subscribe. I mean, after this episode, let's be honest, you don't want to subscribe, but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll ask you to anyway. Please do. We would appreciate that, guys and girls. We would really like you to. Um, and think of think of the baby on Colin's lap. Co- Colin's got to feed Casper. <laughs> all right. If we don't get subscribers, Casper dies. Like literally dies. <laughs> So, you must subscribe to this podcast to save a baby. It's that simple. <laughs> so, go to iTunes. Go to, uh, what's the other one called? Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Thank you. Uh, I don't think this is on Spotify yet, but the Oz Network is. You can listen to that on Spotify. I just, uh, I just want to say we are two years into this podcast, I think, uh, almost, and I just subscribed to us on Stitcher, I think, about a month ago. <laughs> there you go. Even our hosts are only just subscribing that's what keeps babies alive. So do it. Um, in the meantime, we will be back for Skyfall. I don't know when. Uh, I'm going away for a bit. Maybe between. Oh, fuck, who cares? Whenever. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Uh, thank you for joining us for this Goldfinger episode. My name has been Ben. And what's that map doing over there? <laughs> uh, and this. Oh, goodness. You just, just dropped Casper. You just dropped... See, there you go. Somebody didn't subscribe. Casper's dead. Good job, people. Well done. Cat- Thanks. You killed Colin's you son. You let us down the last time. But this will make no sense to anybody who hasn't listened to our other shows. Uh, but considering the pressure we just put on you, my name is Colin, and my baby, my baby, my baby. Felix, say hello to Dink. Hi, Dink. Dink, say goodbye to Felix. What? Uh, talk. Girl's dead. There's a plane leaning for me, I'm in an hour. Man has achieved miracles in every field of human endeavor, except crime. Now here's to Operation Grand Slam. Now pay attention, please. Little red button. Eject a seat, you're joking. Isn't it customary to grant the condemned man his last request? You've asked for this. Double blowout, I've never seen one of these before. Shocking. Positively shocking. I'm beginning to like them, Mr. Bond. More than anyone I've met in a long time. The president said he was entirely satisfied. That makes two of them. It's 
sir, I am aware of my shortcomings. My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. I think you've made your point, Goldfinger. Thank you for the demonstration. I doubt very much that the Miami Beach police would take kindly to what you're doing. And Pussy? I must have appealed to a maternal instinct. Why do you do it? He pays me. That only pays you? That's as bad as listening to the Beatles and our earbuds. Nakatashi gets damaged when examined. So sorry. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. I do not do business with Chicago. What's what that trick pool tape? Turn those lights back on. What are you trying to pull, Goldfinger? Hey, what's going on? I don't like this. Aha! If that's his original ball, I'm Arnold Palmer. <laughs>